Welcome to the Hope Unyielding podcast. I'm your host, Hope Johnson, and I have the privilege of hearing some outstanding people from all walks of life share stories of God's faithfulness in their lives. God knows that remembering His faithfulness doesn't come naturally. When He led Israel through the Jordan River in a miraculous parting of the sea, He knew the people would be quick to forget. Because of this, He commanded Joshua to set up twelve stones to serve as a memorial to the people of Israel forever. The memorial stones of today are our stories. It's one thing to read about God's faithfulness in Scripture. It's another to look into the eyes of someone who has been in the depths of darkness you now inhabit, but who has come through them with praise on their lips. Whatever you're facing, I pray that the stories shared on this podcast will encourage you with the truth that God is always faithful, and whatever your circumstances, you always have hope. Today, my good friend Rachel O'Parasim is sharing her story of God's faithfulness to her and her family as her mother battled and eventually passed away from breast cancer. Although her family didn't receive the answer they'd hoped for, God showed up in amazing, specific ways that comforted Rachel and assured her of his presence and love. She also shares about her struggle with fearing death after her mother's passing and how God has transformed that fear into hope. Rachel is a treasure trove of godly wisdom, and I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation. You guys are in for a treat. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from? Okay, so I am originally from, well, firstly, my name is Rachel Parisam. I live in Troy, New York. Um, My family, we're originally from Ghana in West Africa, Uh, but when I was much younger, we lived um, in New Jersey, and when I was about six, we moved back to Ghana. Um, And then I came back in 2010 for for my first year of college. I did a four-year undergrad program in architectural studies and followed that with an extra year to get my master's in architecture. And I went to Norwich University, which is in Vermont. It's a private military college, but I was a civilian student. I had nothing to do with the military. (laughs) And... Um, when I graduated, the first job I got, um, a, or I accepted a job offer from was in Troy, New York, and that's kind of what's brought me to this area. Nice. And Rachel and I met through a Bible study that I've been a part of since I moved here about three years ago, and then how long had you been a part of it? Uh, I think it was, it's probably... About the same time. Okay. Like, because I I moved here in 2015, then I think I started the Bible study in about 2017, 2018. Okay, yeah. Yeah, three or four years that we've been in the same Bible study. (laughs) Yeah, this has just been a really special group of women. It's um, just all of us are in very similar places in life, and we've we've studied lots of books of the Bible. Um, and we've also just really helped each other through hard things yeah. and 
And um, during COVID, we, of course, were doing sessions on Zoom. And the running joke became that, like, it was kind of like spiritual attack because <laughs> Rachel's very wise and she has a lot, a lot of great things to share. And so often when she was say, starting to say something that was really profound, Zoom would cut out and we'd all go, no. <laughs> and she would hear, you'd hear that. Right? Yeah, I'd hear the whole thing. And I keep talking and I just hear people saying, no, no. And I'm like, oh, I froze. But I can hear everything. <laughs> yeah. So that happened like at least three times during COVID. Yeah. Probably more than that. No, it's like I'd say three times per session. Per session, yeah. <laughs> Whenever Rachel spoke. So we are in person today. So yeah. this is not going to happen. Nope, <laughs> no. Oh. So before we get started, I'm just curious because I love eating food from other countries and cultures. Uh, what is your favorite uh, food from Ghana that you ate growing up? My favorite food has to be, oh, there are a lot of them, but jollof rice, which is, um, you first would make tomato stew and then you cook your rice in the stew and my mom would like put corned beef in it, vegetables, um, and other people had different things they would put in like chunks of beef, <laughs> like it's just a very hearty meal and coupled together with some plantains or chicken, that would be my like favorite meal from Ghana um but I also like wache which is like rice and beans <laughs> which um for people that are into Spanish food it's kind of a variation of mm -hmm. rice and beans well, the, yeah. I've had the jollof rice you made yeah. it for bible study it was so good that I decided to try to make it myself and it definitely didn't turn <laughs> out as well <laughs> you have to try again and I'll have to like sample some of it I'm sure it was yeah fun. <laughs> I was a little bit well the recipe was calling for so much oil for the, oh, I think for I the think plantains, plantains. Oh, for the yeah. plantains, and I thought like it was like four cups of oil, so that kind of threw me off. So I was texting Rachel, I'm like, "Is this normal?" <laughs> like, and then it was like, "Yeah, deep, you're deep frying yeah. something." And then the second thing I did was I used too much onion for the tomato stew, and it was oh. like it tasted like onion rice, not really the tomato. tomato. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'll have to get some tips on you on how to yeah, make that better. or we can try making it together sometime. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> so we're, we're on here today to talk a little bit about your experience uh, with your mom passing away right around the time you graduated high school, and it's a very difficult time in your life, I'm sure, but uh, you gained a lot of wisdom and insight and clearly your relationship with God is really strong today so I just thought you'd be a great person to have on um, and share especially for those who are grieving loved ones right now so would you be able to just share the general story of your mom's sickness and passing um, just to give us all a bit of context yeah so um I'm a little vague on like dates, but I know when mm -hmm. she was like 41 is when she was first diagnosed with breast cancer and she had treatment that she went through. She also did surgery. So um, initially they thought it would have to be like a um, complete mastectomy of, um, I believe it was her right breast that had, that they found the cancer in. But that was like one thing that was even a miracle because like they ended up just having to take out 
um, the cancerous cells and not have to like do a full mastectomy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was like an answer to prayer. And so she had chemo, of course, and that did make her really sick. But then she did, the cancer did go away for, I think, like about three years. And then it came back again. Mm -hmm. And it was the second time around that she didn't make it. But even then, there was like a lot of miracles that happened along the way, like points where we thought like this was... (laughs) this was it but then she didn't Mm. pass away so I almost feel like God extended her time for us yeah um but still our preferred (laughs) um our preferred end of the story was that she'd be healed and still be with us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I think for all of us in our family it was definitely something that brought us closer to God and like helped us understand him more (laughs) which seems counterintuitive but that's I feel like that is what happened um because of course during that time we prayed a lot as a family I feel like that's like one of the areas in my life I think back to and I'm like oh that really taught me what it looks like to be prayerful (laughs) like we'd pray all times of the day like we had so many bible studies and prayer meetings and like a lot of our friends um would pray with us like there is so many because of that um we ended up starting a saturday night bible study and like we had a number of friends that we met who had also different ailments of their own or different struggles they were going through in their life be like marriage or wanting kids and not having kids but like it was a great time of just coming together and praying and we saw like not only miracles in our family but in other families too Hmm. so it was like it was very obvious like God was with all of us at that time and what we were going through even if the outcomes didn't always go Mm -hmm. as we we hoped and prayed for we knew without a doubt that God was with us God had spoken to us God saw what was going on Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's just like a little bit of I'm curious can you share at all about any of those miracles you saw along the way yeah so one that I like I that's I remember closely is um, a week before she actually passed away, like she had been really sick for about a month and like really was not able to do anything. Like most days was in bed and um, seeming to get worse. But this this one Thursday and she just had so much. I got back from school. She had enough energy to like take out my hair, Mm. rebraid it for me, and, like, have it arranged nicely for school the next day. And she hadn't had, like, energy to do that or anything. And then there was another time where um, she seemed to be severely jaundiced because, like, a lot of the medication was now affecting her um, liver. And so... um, you could see her eyes were really yellow Mm -hmm. and like 
we were just praying throughout the day and like by the end like her eyes were whites again and like she wasn't feeling as much pain so those were things where I could like um visibly tell like oh like this is a miracle Mm -hmm. (laughs) even Mm -hmm. though a week after that she like passed away but to me it was like who's to say that day wasn't the day that she could have passed away but God intervened and like um extended her time but there is like others I'm just not remembering off the top of my head and like I even said the fact that um so like some of the lumps are in her armpits and like at this one point they were talking like having to remove like part of her arm which is like I never even thought that could happen and that didn't happen at all like it just those some lumps came and would go away wow right um so the like little things like that I remember and of course I feel like I was kind of young so I knew what was going on but I wasn't really scientifically following along Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but funnily my dad is a hematologist oncologist which is a doctor for cancers and blood and so like he definitely had a lot more knowledge and so like he'll always remind us like how much of a miracle like what we went through even though it didn't end the way we wanted it to there are things that scientifically like don't typically happen Mm -hmm. but happened for her Mm -hmm. wow wow so it sounded like you said it brought your family closer together it brought you closer to god Um, but during that process did you wrestle in your faith as well um did you ever question God's goodness um or his goodness to you and your family yeah um I don't I don't think I question God's goodness like the way maybe I understand people question his goodness now I know when she first passed away like um a lot of people told me like you you shouldn't ask why (laughs) because Mm -hmm. like it was just I mean God is our creator how can you ask him why now I feel like it's not wrong to ask God why I still personally have not really asked him why that situation uh, my mom passed in that way because I don't think his answer would change anything Mm -hmm. for me like it, it wouldn't make it better like oh okay that's yeah yeah that makes sense like So for me, I've not personally felt like I need to ask why about it. Um, But I know for other people, (laughs) rationally knowing some answer helps. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I wouldn't say I question his goodness. It just was hard to um, understand like, oh, so the Bible tells us if we pray, if we believe... Is it that we didn't believe enough or like is there something that we didn't do right um but like out of that I feel like I learned that our walk with God isn't a formula mm-hmm. x doesn't always or one plus one isn't like automatically two when you're walking with God like it's not a formula 
And so that I feel like is where I started to learn some of those lessons <laughs> and still learning today even because it was like, well, we prayed, we prayed so hard. <laughs> and at the time, like all I told you about, like ways in which we saw God moved, those to me, I guess, didn't seem like enough, like the ultimate answer is mm-hmm. that she wouldn't have passed away. Mm. So it wasn't, I, I personally don't think it was questioning his goodness. I I knew that God is good. I just understanding him allowing certain things. That's interesting. That reminds me of what we were talking about in Bible study about promises in the Bible yeah. and discerning what is a promise and then what's a principle. Right. So that verse in Proverbs about train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old he'll not turn from it and then moms and dads beating themselves up if their child is an adult right has walked away from the faith but realizing that it's not a formula right it is a faith journey and each person's faith journey uh, requires things that they just wouldn't they wouldn't um, have expected and just to not know the answer but i think that's also interesting what you said about the answer wouldn't necessarily make things better. Right. You know, it wouldn't necessarily change right. things. And I feel like I just have come to a point now where I feel like I don't need to ask why. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm secure in what he's chosen mm-hmm. <laughs> and how things have happened. And, of course, I, I have the benefit of, like, hindsight. Like, I'm 11 years out from mm-hmm. what initially happened. And can see, like, how in that happening, I think I my walk with God is so much closer than mm-hmm. maybe it would have been if that hadn't have happened. Because they were, like, I struggled a lot after she passed away. Like, I was always afraid of death. Mm-hmm. And before my mom passing, I, I... I guess I realized I didn't understand the concept of death or what mm-hmm. it's like because it was always someone else, other, like not close to me, and or I had a, like a grandparent pass away, but it was even like, oh well, he was old, he was getting up. Not that that makes it okay, but it just always seemed like, well, that's far away. That's not gonna happen to us, and. I, remember even thinking like if someone was about to die in my presence I would like stomp on their chest and like tell them to wake up and and it was just very childish like somehow thinking that I could like stop someone from dying but this experience really taught me like of our mortality Mm -hmm. (laughs) the fact that like this earth is not our home and like one day everyone dies the bible doesn't promise like we won't die like either we die or God comes for us right right um so that that taught me like how much I was actually afraid of death and like when it's time to die like there's nothing you can do about it and um but because of that I feel like it allowed me to wrestle with that with God and I feel like I'm not as afraid of it as I was before because after that it's like I feel like I noticed a lot of people dying okay (laughs) even in our circle of friends like it was like every couple of months there'd be like bad news about someone passing away 
And so like it really forced me to think about like mm-hmm. death and end of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some scriptures that you've held close to your heart um, in times of grief, either then or, you know, just through the past decade as you've worked through yeah. things? Um, so some scriptures, and I wrote a couple of them down. The first one I remember, um, I had a teacher who, like, when my mom passed away, like, um, took me to the side and, like, read this to me and it's so funny I look back and I realize it's in Psalm 27 which now is like I feel like it's one of my favorite psalms in the Mm -hmm. bible but this Psalm 27 10 says when my mother and father forsake me then the Lord will take me up and he emphasized to me the fact that it says when so it means like it's not an if at some point all of us like our mom or our dad or someone someone that you're very close to or you feel like you depend on your mm-hmm. very existence depends on is going to disappoint you is going to leave you um and when that happens the lord is still there he's the mm-hmm. one that's going to be the one you depend on and so like that has helped me to like realize my ultimately all I have really is the Lord um he provides and takes care there's no human person that can really ever do that for me and I can't do that for other people either yeah I feel like that's been a theme that keeps coming up um in this season I was just thinking when Taryn Hutchison she was on our podcast before um but she actually spoke to our bible study to us ladies because most of us are 30 30 30-ish and we're all single so (laughs) we were (laughs) so she and she actually didn't get married till she was 44 and she was a missionary in Romania and was doing a lot of things on her own and she mentioned Isaiah 46 4 about even to your old age and gray hairs I am he I am the one who will sustain you and I it's really opened my eyes to how often I do depend on another person as being my rock or my constant and how there are times when I become fearful of losing them, either losing them to death or losing them to a move or what if they get married and leave me all alone while I'm single, you know, all of these things. And so I feel like that's something God is also teaching me is that when others leave us or forsake us, even if it's not something that's intentional or malicious, it just, that's the way life happens. God is our constant and God is always there. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's encouraging. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Psalm 27, four, which says one thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord? And actually, I like all of Psalm 27 from 1 up to 5, but like to shorten it, that that point I took out, um, again, just thinking about how much I was afraid of death and like um, realizing like, okay, but after death, what happens? I go to heaven and actually lately have been really thinking like reframing how do I envision eternity like because I mean even as a child I thought of heaven as a place where you just like (laughs) 
never ending Sunday service so we see which is so boring <laughs> and I mean as well, a kid that sounds really boring, boring. Yeah. today I'm like yeah actually I, I mean, yeah I could do that <laughs> like there's some Sunday services I really yeah. enjoyed and it's like yeah if we just take that Sunday service and put it on repeat I'm good but like there I believe that there's so much more to heaven than that like some of the hobbies and like um passions god has put in our heart why don't we visualize those as ways of and forms of worshiping him that we will do actively in heaven and um i've also been listening to a lot to Susie larson's podcast mm-hmm. and she every now and again will have different um authors on who've written about heaven and it just it's like there's so much life to like putting our sights on like one day in eternity like when we're with God like it will be beautiful and just thinking my mom is there right now yeah and I'll get to see her again and like I don't know we'll roller skate and go to the beach or something (laughs) but yeah just that verse kind of reminds me of like eternity like one thing I have desired it's like something I want I want to be able to like be with God and like dwell in his presence all Mm -hmm. the time yeah (laughs) and so that that's an encouraging one for me um Psalm 46 10 I have a lot of psalms actually (laughs) be still and know that I am God I will be exalted among the nations I will be exalted in the earth and then Romans eight thirty eight to thirty nine for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord which is just another comfort that like God loves me and like even when sad and difficult things happen, like that love remains the same. And so even through that, he will work something for good because he loved me. He put me here. He didn't know, he didn't, he, it's not like he didn't know those things would happen to me, but he loves me regardless. So I can trust him that he will keep me because he loves me and nobody can take that away from or take me away from him. And, like, the same way nobody could take my mom away from him, she's back with him now because he loves her. So those are a couple of verses that helped me (laughs) during that time. And, like, every now and again, like, I definitely go back to them. I love all of those. I think especially (laughs) Psalm 27 keeps coming up in our Bible study, too. So one week um, in our Bible study, we just each shared some passages Mm -hmm. that had ministered to us over the years and at least three of us had something from psalm 27 yeah so that's a really special song i think the verse 13 is one of 27 that i've been thinking on which is i would have lost heart unless i had known that i would see the goodness of the lord Mm -hmm. in the land of the living Mm -hmm. and that's also been one that's like really encouraged me in the last month even yeah yeah yeah, just keeping an eternal perspective, that's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, it's hard, but it's harder to do when you think of heaven as 
just this kind of monotonous same right. thing or even I just think of so many of the ideas we have of heaven aren't in the Bible anywhere. And yeah, exactly. when Jesus describes heaven, you know, he, he says in my father's house, there are many rooms. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, they, and in revelation, we hear about the new heavens and the new earth. So I, you know, I agree with you yeah. where it's going to be life. Um, and it's going to be life perfectly, exactly. you know, so those things that we love to do, we're going to be able to do that without, being marred by the the fall you know like I just think of I love writing but there's there's so often I have writer's block and it never comes out exactly how I want it to but there will be a day when we can worship through creating I mean Mm -hmm. we're made in God's image and he's a creator so he's given us joy in creating things things yeah and it's so funny because the one podcast I was listening to or one session episode I was listening to there's a guy who in his book um accounts um documents um people's accounts who've had near-death experiences Mm -hmm. and there was this one guy he said in one scene while he was having his near-death experience it was like he went to a it felt like he was in a university and there were people really intensely working on like music Mm -hmm. that like a human mind couldn't even comprehend or contain Mm. like it was music and I was like firstly there's universities in heaven (laughs) I'm like like, I'm like that's that's for me I'm like that's how like there are these people like putting together music to Hmm. worship like just I guess researching for like the glory of God it's like Mm -hmm. whoa is that like that totally turns upside down like how many of us consider what heaven would be mm-hmm. and like who's not to say what the good things we see on earth like trees and the sun like nature well mm-hmm. god will be the sun because mm-hmm. it's light but um it would just be so much vibrant in heaven mm-hmm. like yeah. i don't know yeah I feel like we get glimpses of what heaven would be on earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we do. Yeah. I think we do. And then, you know, C.S. Lewis talks about that, that famous quote of, if I find that there's nothing on this earth that can satisfy, it must mean that I'm made for another world. Exactly. I've been hearing that. Like, I think I first heard that earlier this year, but since then, like, four or five different people have made mention of it again, mm-hmm. too. And it's like, wow, like. Those are things I think about that does encourage me and kind of uplifts my spirit mm-hmm. that, like, the struggle we have now isn't forever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then also more and more gives me a heart to, like, talk to people that who don't know God. Yeah, Because yeah. I want them to be there, too. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. So, like, sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. more effectively. Well, just to close up, uh, I want to circle back to talking a little bit about grief. Um, Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone who's just lost someone they loved and they're in the middle of that intense grief and maybe they are um, wrestling in their faith, whether it's questioning God's goodness or whether it's just asking, you know, why did you allow this to happen? What would you say to someone in that place? Uh, I feel like that's a really hard question just because like um, 
death is so personal to each like, even though like there's so many people who go through losing someone um it's just such a personal process to work through it too um and my advice would be I think it's okay to ask why <laughs> um because God can handle our questions I believe might not necessarily give you an answer but he definitely will bring something out of that um but i would say definitely like finding verses like verses in the bible that bring encouragement and like proclaiming them even when they don't feel true like reminding yourself that god is good that he does love you um Proclaiming, yeah, proclaiming his kindness to you. That's important because even when you don't feel it, like your spirit agrees with that. And so, um, on the end side, <laughs> which there never really is an end side, I don't think. Like, I think I believe, I mean, I do think about my mom every single day. Even in my subconscious, she's there. <laughs> like, yeah. So I do think about her all the time. Um, the pain now maybe is not as great as it was initially, but it's still there. Like, It's hard to explain. And so I, I would just say like allowing God to carry you through and reminding yourself of His goodness is important. Let it be something that brings you closer to Him and not draw you away from him because that can also happen well Rachel thanks so much for coming on today and sharing um, I know what you've shared has been a blessing to me and it will to everyone who listens thanks so much for tuning in to Hope Unyielding if you enjoyed this episode please pass it along to someone who you think it would encourage To make sure you never miss an episode, hit subscribe or follow the show on Instagram at hope underscore unyielding. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to see you next time.